All right. We are recording. Thank you guys for coming on. Today is February 20. This is going to be repurposed for the podcast. So if you're listening later on, kudos to you. I hope this is a really cool feature. So one announcement, and then I want to talk about a few things that I learned from Ski FinCon, being around a bunch of the FinCon crew creators. That's going to be my, my little like five to seven minute topic for today. I think it'll be interesting. But first, so Reina and I are going to be changing up the format of these group calls of online impact. We keep going back and forth of like, how do we reach people? How do we actually add value and not waste people's time? How do we continue to serve people who can't always be here live? Because we have, <laughs> Reina has a lot of experience with this. We have a lot of time zones that we're working with. Uh, which is a little tricky. So part of what we came up with is to repurpose content. I am stealing this idea from Brennan Hufford of releasing a members only podcast. It's not available to the public. It's for online impact people only. It'll be roughly 50% super short announcements or reminders. Like we're doing this this weekend or we're doing this next week or whatever new courses, uh, stuff like that. And the other 50% is just going to be content, short form content that is like this, what I'm about to t- say about my takeaways from Ski FinCon. And we're also hoping to do a, a theme for the calls. I'm not sure if it's every single call or every other call. I'm, I'm not, we haven't quite aired that out yet. But just like pretty broad themes so people can know like, you know what, I have questions on SiteSpeed and my stuff keeps breaking and I'm reaching out to my host and like that sort of stuff. Or Pinterest or SEO or whatever it is, like broad themes, and we'll repeat them a lot, but just to give people a little bit more incentive to either show up or not show up. Like, uh, uh, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm busy anyways. I'll, I'll skip today. That's fine. I'll listen to the podcast recording later on. Totally cool. We want to make it accessible to everybody. We want to give more value to all members, not just people who show up live. Uh, but of course, we also want to provide more support to people who do want to come and ask questions and utilize office hours and talk strategy or talk technical questions or whatever it may be. So I think this is the best of both worlds. We're trying it out for the foreseeable future and I'm pretty happy about it. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll work better for everybody and satisfy a lot more needs uh, than the quote unquote format that we were doing. So there is the announcement. Feedback always welcome to Pete at Do Even Blog or Raina at Do Even Blog as well. It goes without saying. Let's transition for just like five to 10 minutes. I kind of want to talk and you guys feel free to weigh in with questions either in chat or you can unmute and talk for that matter. doesn't matter. Um, I want to talk <laughs> briefly about some things that I learned at Ski FinCon. So last week I was in Tahoe for about four and a half days. Uh, hanging out with people for about three and a half of those. I feel like I spent an entire day in the airport, but anyways, and there was a lot of really quote unquote successful people there. There were people there like myself who aren't quite like just absolutely crushing it. They're on your 10 of their business or whatever, but a large percentage of the people there were like uh, Robert from the college investor as an example. I like Robert. I've known Robert for two or three years now. We've emailed, we've talked, I've had him on the podcast, whatever. I didn't really realize how much his business is crushing it, but it's crushing it. Like I could not, my jaw dropped. It was these type of people that were there. And so I had a few takeaways. I was thinking about like an hour ago. I was like, I kind of feel like sharing this somehow. So the first one would be, there was not a single creator there who 
did not have or was not planning to start a podcast or YouTube channel. One or two of those. Half the people there or more already had podcasts, but an overwhelming majority either have a podcast, literally launching podcasts within the next like couple of months or going hard on YouTube and even just YouTube to supplement their blog content, which is actually takeaway uh, number two. I'm going to talk about in just a second, but I just want to share that like a ridiculous percentage. In fact, Robert, who I mentioned a second ago, the college investor, he has a podcast. He's done his own podcast in the past. Now he doesn't have as much time for it. He literally just hires a voice actor and outsources the entire process. Not like I hired an editor, but literally like I hired the talent. (laughs) I hired a voiceover actor. I hired somebody to produce the episodes. I hired an editor. He has a, he has a, he's rolling in the dough. So he has a big budget to do this stuff. But it just got me thinking like, wow, not a single person here. It's just like, I'm just blogging. Not a single person. There was one, there were a few freelancers there that didn't have any like blog website or whatever. But any creators that were there also have podcasts on YouTube or are planning to start. Like, not like a lot of people, like 100%. It blew my mind. So take away number two. I am not going to be starting Do You Even YouTube. I have zero desire to do that. I really don't. But... I do want to mention <laughs> that a lot of people, so there's people like uh, my buddy Nick True, who was there. There are people like myself who like actually want to be YouTubers and want to do YouTube content. We had a discussion one morning over breakfast last week at Tahoe of like, okay, I don't actually want to do that. Like, how can I still use this? Like, I've been dying to like utilize this opportunity that everybody keeps telling me about. And it wasn't Nick. I uh, can't even remember who it was. Um, somebody didn't know that well. They were talking about, you don't have to be a YouTuber to utilize YouTube. Like you don't have to do hardcore editing stuff. You don't even have to be that fancy. You don't have to like try and do YouTube algorithm or SEO or whatever. You can use it to supplement your own content. And it actually like amplifies the effects of both. And both, I mean like growing your blog traffic, specifically from SEO, by the way, specifically from Google. And if you wanted to grow a YouTube channel, growing your YouTube channel, but For example, I put this theory to the test uh, this morning, (laughs) about four hours ago, with a video I released. By the way, I shot it in about an hour. I'm not telling you like how smart I am, but I didn't put a lot of effort into this one. I put a lot of effort into a lot of videos, but this one, I was just like, I just, I want to get this out there as an experiment, mostly. And it's a small search term that's Lasso Plugin, by the way, Lasso Plugin. That was what the majority of people are searching for on both Google and YouTube for this tool I was reviewing. And I checked, by the way, I have less than a thousand subscribers. I've had over 700 for like three years, meaning it's only like in the past couple of months that I've actually focused on anything. It's still really new for the most part. It's mostly a screen share video. It's good, don't get me wrong, but it only has like 20 views so far. And I've been sharing it. I've like worked for those 20 views. It is the number one video in Google SEO. It is the number three video on YouTube, period. It's a smaller keyword. It's not like a massive, massive one, but that is already bringing me like literally like three hours ago. It's bringing me search traffic, which is mind boggling to me. And I could not have done the same thing with a blog post. So I think my takeaway, and again, this came from me talking to like lots of people last week. My big takeaway is like, if you can even just do like non-edited, like a phone thing for like three minutes, if they like supplement a blog post, I'm, I'm not even talking about editing. I'm not talking about like super fancy thumbnails, just like really basic stuff that could actually still bring a massive opportunity for blog traffic and or 
if you did want to grow a YouTube channel, YouTube channel. So I'm not going to like <laughs> buy up, do you even YouTube? I really don't feel like talking about it that much more, but uh, it works apparently so far. So good. And the only other thing that I really thought about, well, no, that's pretty much it. Actually, now that I've thought about it, um, other than just like tripling down on podcasts too, which is not satisfying for a lot of people. If you don't have a podcast or you don't plan on starting a podcast, y'all are probably hearing me say this and be like, okay, you've been shouting that from the rooftops for like a year now, but man, I swear, like everybody at Ski FinCon are like doubling and tripling down into podcast. Oh, I remember what my takeaway was. Sorry, I forgot for a second. It's like I knew I had one. I told Randy this yesterday. A buddy of mine who shall remain nameless, I will not release his name, nicest person on the planet, uh, fairly successful blog and podcast, I would argue, much bigger than my own brand. He tried to launch a course. By the way, he had over 40 or 45,000 email subscribers when he did this. This was nine months ago now. He launched a course. He spent a lot of time on it. It was part of ConvertKit's like launch a course, um, like challenge or, or whatever it was. And he did that. He put it together, spent a bunch of time on it. He pre-sold it and got like a couple of sales, which he was like, oh, okay, it wasn't as many as I thought, but like I'll keep going and making it. He made it, did a full on launch and it just wah, wah, like completely dead, dud. He made like, I think 10 to $13,000 or something like that, which is great money. Don't get me wrong, but that conversion rate, he even told me this. He was like, it's actually literally 0.1%, not a 1% conversion rate, a 0.1%. And so we chatted for several hours last week. And the biggest conclusion that I had, and I told him this too, was your product wasn't sexy. I hate to use the word sexy, but uh, I think we all (laughs) realize kind of what that means. It was something that people needed it wasn't necessarily what people wanted and everything from his sales and the marketing, the copywriting, the way he talked about it, the way he sold it, the features he talked about as well as the core offer of his course. Again, I can't, I'm not going to tell you what exactly what it is, but it was not sexy. Even if it was very valuable to people that paid for it and went through his course and then came out on the other side with results, it was not sexy. And that was a huge takeaway for me, like creating my own courses and thinking of branding and thinking of like how I describe it to people, how I'm going to be pitching the podcasting course I'm creating to affiliates, that sort of stuff. I was like, it has to be sexy. I had to deliver value else people are going to ask for refunds or no one's going to share it or talk about it. Like that's kind of (laughs) mandatory, but I can't, I can't hold back from trying to make it sexier to people to buy like from a marketing and sales standpoint. So It's hard to come to grips with that sometimes, but after talking with this guy last week, I was like, that's the reason. That's the reason why he had 45,000 email subscribers and only got a, like a handful of sales. And he kind of admits that too. And he he realizes like some of his mistakes now, but wasn't sexy. Wasn't sexy. How do you do that? Raina asked in chat. Uh, That's a good question. Good question. I don't have all the answers. I don't know, but I do have... I have a blog post called like something on stories <laughs> or stories that sell. There you go. And one of the things I mentioned in that blog post also comes from Donald Miller and story brand and stuff is really letting people identify with this journey. Everybody talks about a journey, a transformation. What 
transformation happens because of your product, what transformation happens because of your blog, you know, how can you put that information into a headline, into a title, into a whatever transformation, meaning like somebody's here, they need to be here or they want to be here. That's actually more powerful. And that's the answer to your question. You got to figure out what people actually want, which sounds easy. I don't know if you guys are like me. That sounds super easy. I've been hearing that for years. That's actually like super hard. <laughs> Sit down with a pen and paper and like trying to figure out, okay, what exactly does my audience want? Not what do they need, what do they want? Like desperately, like deepest desires. It sounds easy, but that's like stupid hard. And then you kind of figure out how to like work that into a, a narrative, a story. You are this person right here, my audience. You, you have these struggles and challenges. This is what you want my product does that. First of all, even the first part of that sentence uh, shows that shows uh, empathy, I guess you could say like, Oh, Melody gets me like, Oh man. Yeah. I, I am that person. I do have those challenges. She knows me. She knows what I need. Empathy. The first part of that. And then the second half of that is like just triggering an emotional desire. I know that's like kind of broad and wishy-washy, but I think that's the truth. And the last thing I'll say about that is, from my own experience, it's hard work. It's hard work going through like story brand and trying to figure out like, oh, okay, who's my customer? Who's my avatar? Like, where are they at right now? What problems and challenges do they have? You know, what do they really, really want? Like, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? What's the pot under the rainbow? And how does my product do that? And then how do I say that? Like, really clearly, it's just super hard. It's hard work. But that's the hard work that my friend didn't do when he launched his course. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening to my spiel. I hope that was helpful, at least uh, valuable to some degree. And for those listening on the podcast, thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this and hopefully we'll see you in Slack and see you around on more live calls. 